welcome to the 504 Girls Podcast. This is your host, Megan. And I'm Sierra. And today we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter. Yes, and the recent protests that are happening in our country today. Surrounding the death of George Floyd. As well as Breon Teller. Ahmaud Aubrey. And countless countless souls who have lost their lives to police brutality and this is not well this is not just something that just happened this year this is decades upon centuries of um, oppression and yeah that just spilled over so Megs how are you feeling right now with this current environment that we're living in I mean, today I'm better, but it has been, I have been really angry. Um, And that first day, the next day, I just cried just because this year has not been very good to black people. 2020, I mean, first you have COVID that's killing uh, black people at disproportionate rates and then police brutality is at an all-time high and it's just it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot this year yeah definitely it's a a lot going on I definitely feel it and I feel it when I talk to you but of course our other friends and family um I feel scared for us as a as a nation um I feel scared for us as far as um black culture goes um and I even fear about the potential consequences of the protests that are happening right now and what I mean by that is COVID race increasing um and as well as retaliation from our our government because we're protesting to end this kind of violence and unfortunately violence has erupted in, in these in many protests throughout the country yeah our government meaning donald trump <laughs> who calls us uh, a terrorist group or well, calls black lives matter a terrorist group um so they're also trying to declare antifa organization a terrorist group mm-hmm. to through the fbi um it's uh, it baffles me because it's just amazing to me because in the beginning of this pro in of this COVID nineteen we saw um, individuals who felt like they were protesting to protect their freedom of choice or whether or not they should wear a mask or whether or not they can be outside or inside and a lot of those people marched on the streets with rifles and no PPE or some had PPE but it's just that I felt like no police were aggressive towards them no no national guard was called in for them and the thing is with our protests is that all of them start off as peaceful and when what I have seen from the when I read in the news reports and even through the news is protesters end up clashing with police because it appears that police are agitating the situation. People who appear to be paid agitators who are blowing things up. 
Yeah. Um, well, I shouldn't say blowing things up. Nothing's been blown up. Setting things on setting fire. Setting things on fire or breaking <laughs> things. Uh, those are called professional protesters. And, and they're not actually protesters, yes. They're paid to destroy things. Um, and they're not even particularly with the movement. But uh, a lot of the destruction is caused by them. And it makes sense for people who are already in an emotionally heightened place to fall in with the looting and a destruction because, um, have you ever heard of groupthink mentality? And so if, if a large group of people are doing one thing, then the masses are more likely to follow. Right. And for these paid protesters, if they're the first ones to start off, say, breaking into a, a store and everybody's gonna follow in and you know do the looting or whatever um but they're mostly the aggressors did you see today the um recent article that was published where the autopsy of george floyd was completed and they found that he did in fact die of the police um being on his neck and on his back and specifically the position where his arms were tied to behind his back that also contributed to his death um, did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. Um, the first autopsy, well, the first autopsy sh- uh, showed that he had high blood pressure and other heart issues. But I mean, there has to be something that uh, triggers that, acts as like a catalyst. And plus, you know, it was it was Memorial Day, so he had been drinking too, which a lot of us had exactly. been drinking. Why um, not? It's Memorial Day. Yeah. So all that plus being strangled for not for eight minutes triggered his high blood pressure issues well when we think about it this way he was in significant emotional distress mm-hmm. he was scared and when you're scared your, your 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 heart rate increases your pressure goes up so more than likely his pressure was through the roof mm-hmm. because in that moment he was believed he was going to die probably and in fact he did die scared for his life so of course his pressure is going to spike and his heart rate is going to spike you know and I want to debunk the myth a person can speak out words if they're being strangled okay so clarify what you mean so for example the um, individual who did the autopsy report this was said that the police officers didn't let up more than likely because they felt that a person couldn't speak, I can't breathe, if they really couldn't breathe. And that is a myth. So if a person is being strangled in some way, there is a possibility that they can get out a few words. Um, So the idea that a person not at all can't get out some words, that's a myth and it's not true. And it's the same narrative I'm seeing with a lot of these um, Yakubians posting these pictures of them putting their knees on other Yakubians' necks. <laughs> Girl. And it's like, I can't breathe. It's like, come on, seriously? Like, nah, just disgusting to me. Um, yeah, it is disgusting. It, it, it's just a mockery of, of the movement that we're... And the mockery of this man's life. Um, the police officer had his whole weight on this man's neck. <laughs> You and your little friends are just posing for a picture. Four of them on this man's body. And it's like, of course he wasn't going to survive that. 
But I've been seeing a lot of posts recently about um, Breonna Taylor and people feeling like she's not being equally represented in this movement. I feel like a lot of us always feel like that when it comes to women's brutality or women's, I'm sorry, women's being victims of that police brutality. Um, But my thing is, I think it's a collection of things because since the beginning of this quarantine, we have seen some pretty vulgar images in of, of black bodies being harmed. We've we've heard vulgar stories of black bodies being harmed, and I think it makes a lot of sense for George Floyd to be the straw that broke the camel's back because what they said of over 19,000 people watched a man die. So if that's the case, if, if people watch a man die in real time. People are going to be outraged at that in real time. We watched the Ahmad Aubrey video too. And there was another um, young man in Marrero that was killed. His video was not circulated and there isn't much talk of him because there isn't a video. Yeah, um, but the story on that is um, the police thought he had a gun and they're saying that in the police co- in the police camp it appears to be a gun. We don't know that because we haven't seen the video. But my thing is, why do we even need to see these videos? I really feel like if if a, if people are in a, a a legitimate shootout, like like we see in the movies, like then why do you, you mean the cowboy movies? Even like I'm talking about like even like like bad boys, like yeah. and like <laughs> we know in reality it's not always like that. But like if you think about like bad boys, you know there's the bad guys got all the guns at the popo. It's basically like war, you know. But in a lot of these cases, it's two cops or or more against one person, and that one person, even if they are armed. My thing is this, if they are fearing for their life, they're going to defend themselves. And my thing is like, people are scared. Um, And people, I feel like, have a legitimate fear response to law enforcement and don't think that law enforcement is a safe haven in in many ways. Well, the story with him also was that he was running away. Yeah. He was running away, and then I think um, he pulled out his phone, I guess, to record, and then he thought it was a gun. Um, so, police are not trained that way. They're supposed to be trained in every emergency situation. Um, so, and also, they're definitely not trained to strangle somebody for eight minutes. My mom said the same thing, that they're not trained to... Um, to use that force, especially not, you know, the strangulation piece. But if even, I guess, even if it was for that long, it would never be acceptable. No, never. It, it would never be acceptable. And she was like, "What kind of narcissist?" And you know, the um, the one of the cops who pulled over the two students who were members of the Atlanta University um, Center. One of those cops appeared to be a, a black person or a, a, mm-hmm. a person of color. And um, there was a, some debate around it going about, oh, this is a black cop. Like, this is surprising. How could this happen? And like, I go back to groupthink mentality. And this is why, like, I said this before on, on one of my posts on Facebook. I'm not individually coming from for any police officer. 
I know that not all police officers are um, corrupted. I recognize that. I feel that because they are a part of a fraternal order, that they know have a history of violence and racism against black people, against brown people, against disabled people, um, I think that it is their responsibility as an individual within that fraternal order to make sure that there is reform and to make sure that I feel like they have an obligation and a duty to their profession to make sure that this changes. And I feel like I see a, a few police officers either are silent or they're either feeling like they have to defend themselves or they are outspoken. Well, because it is... Um it is a, a force, it is a union. There are not laws, but there are certain rules and they can't speak out um, about certain things, which is this unfortunate, but they, they can't. How do we see a systems change? You know, it, that's my thing, because if they can't speak out and they can't actively be a part of making the change, then they're a part of the problem, even if they're not the ones harming people. So we've had a week so far of protesting from um, Saturday all the way to the 5th, and I hope that it continues, um, and I hope that it, everyone stays safe. This is not a situation where we need to stop and then start up again once it happens again. No, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, we are not just protesting for it to fall on deaf ears and for nothing to happen. Right. Um, the point of protesting is to enact change. I read this article too where Trump has not made a response about anything that's happening, uh, which is fleeing his duty. Mm. Well, his response has been when the looting starts, the shooting start starts. His response is, the violence won't stop until the good guys take down the thugs. You know, so he he's exciting violence as well. I, I think his plan is, if this kind of um, rioting continues, I feel like he has no problem giving the National Guard at least the okay to harm U.S. citizens in a significant way. And there was a young person from Howard who was shot and killed by the by the police during a riot, during these riots. You know, so this this violence is 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 toxic and it's it's disgusting and we don't have a leader who's doing a good job at calming down our fears and our anxieties. Well, because he he sides with uh, the violence. Yeah, against us. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely sides with the violence. Um, and he doesn't care what happens to his U.S. citizens. And he made that very clear even before, um, this erupted into what it is now. When COVID started, he didn't care enough about us to make sure that we had an adequate amount of resources in our hospitals. He didn't care enough about us to make sure we had an actual stimulus check to really help us. He gave all that money to, to the corporations, to the, to the big, large businesses, right? Which is why I don't give a fuck about Target. <laughs> I don't fuck about Target. Target, getting, they, they gonna rebuild. They'll be fine. Now, those small, black-owned businesses mm -hmm. that got disrupted, that that's very unfortunate, and they're gonna have a harder time recovering. Why? Because Donald Trump gave all the fucking money 
the to the people who are already billionaires. Right. As a um, black owned business, I only got twelve hundred dollars, just like everybody else. Oh no, I also got a thousand dollars. But hey, what is that? But Not enough. Rent. Right. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Where uh, these big companies got millions of dollars. And then after um, they got a lot of backlash, some of them decided to give it back <laughs> to the SBA. But still, how were they able to take so much? Right. Because he, he gave it to him. He just let him have it. Did you see that video of Shakana crying? She went viral crying about the Gucci store. What? Crying about the Gucci store because it, it, was, it was destroyed and looted and... And she was just so upset that the Gucci store was destroyed. And the Gucci store didn't do nothing. <laughs> just be there. The Gucci store gonna come back. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. They're they gonna have... be fine, Shikana. Yeah. If they're not a billion dollar company, they have millions upon millions of dollars. And they've been around for ever, mm-hmm. pretty much. They've been around since what? The 80s? The 70s? They've seen a lot. They've been through a lot. They're, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They got money. They're straight. You know, and then honestly, if you can't go back to the store no more and it never opens, order online. Right. They have a website. But that's also rich people problems. Like, I can't even buy Gucci. Right? <laughs> I never shopped at, at a Gucci, Gucci store. But, but what is important are people's lives. Mm-hmm. So. That's what you should be crying over. Sorry, but. Seemed like a lot of tears for, for a Gucci bag. I honestly wish I honestly wish that I knew somebody in Atlanta when they were uh looting the Louis Vuitton store. Like, give me a bag, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sis, give me that, you know. You know what? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm about looting mm. reparations. Not <laughs> me my reparations. Right, because we never got our 40 acres in a mule. Never okay. got my 40 acres in a mule. And a stimulus check, ain't it? Nope. <laughs> Run me my, my money. Run me my money. It's bag season, baby. Every season, it's bag season. <laughs> but jokes aside, I think what's happening in America right now is terrible, but great. In the words of that dude from Harry Potter who sold him the wine when his first year. <laughs> terrible. Ollivander? Yeah, in the words of Ollivander. <laughs> Terrible, but great. And it's terrible because it's been loss of life. Um, officers have been injured. Protesters have been injured. Um, people have lost loved ones. And it's been great because people are being proactive and, and doing things to make a change in this place. And I want, I want us to change. I want us to be a better nation. Right. Especially for our future children. Right, because I can't bring children into this. Ooh, ooh, we. We're gonna keep them souls with God, <laughs> not bring them here to be slaughtered by racism. So, we want to ask you, our listeners, what do you think we can do to reform the police and our justice system? We want you to answer on our social media pages. Talk to us. We are just as interested in what you think. Definitely. Please catch us on our Facebook page as well as our Instagram page. The 504 Girls Podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us. Yippee!